Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center and Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items to take back in your contact center, improve your overall agent experience, improve the customer experience, hopefully just improve the overall contact center as well. How's everybody doing? My name is Tom Laird. I'm the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 500 to 600 and rapidly growing USA BPO outsourced contact center located here in Erie, Pennsylvania. Hope everybody's doing well. I, uh, I got some really good feedback from a lot of you guys on the ICMI webinar that I was on yesterday. It was pretty interesting, right? Talking about the proactive contact center um, and, and some of the the tools that we can use from speech analytics to you know, some of the, the the tools that are coming out with real-time transcription and agent assist, um, along with what we can do from a, from a KMS standpoint and, and trying to get our reps to, to understand certain things. So really cool conversation. I'm going to post that link out as soon as I, I think it comes out, should be out today. Uh, but it, there was a kind of a roundtable discussion on it with, with some Really interesting people and really good contact center mind. So, pretty excited about that. I'm going to give a pub here or some uh, a shout out for our next episode. Um, I may be able to sneak an extra one in there, but on the ninth, we're going to have the CEO of Nice in Contact, Paul Jarman, joining us, which I'm super excited about. It's taken us a little bit of time to kind of get that in order. Um, not their fault, probably more my fault, but uh, pretty cool to to have him and, and to give some experiences. You know, I'm going to talk and, and ask some questions, obviously, on some of the things that you guys want to hear about with, you know, what's coming up and, and what's the future hold, right? But I think In Contact has a pretty cool entrepreneurial story to tell as well as, as starting as kind of a startup and, and growing into this kind of behemoth that it is today. So, I think it'll be really interesting. I'm super excited to talk to him. He's a really great guy, um, super down to earth, and just really, really smart and and obviously knowledgeable about you know, everything that's going on as as they're really driving the driving the industry. All right, so again for today's podcast, we've been focusing so much on really on technology and and looking into the future and COVID stuff again and bringing your contact center back. You know, I, I had to take some time, I think, this past week and and really kind of recenter myself for the year with the reps, right? And and what are we doing with these guys and how are we helping them not just answer calls, but how are we helping them as people and you know, how are we kind of getting through helping them get through some of this COVID stuff too. So I, I wrote down 
kind of seven ways that I think, and, and going to kind of talk to our supervisors and got some feedback from them, seven ways on how we can show respect, right, to, to call center agents. And respect's a weird word, right? And I think it, you know, the, the, the generation of today, there is a, there's something about respect. I think that's more prevalent, right? Not every generation wants to be respected, but um, there's a there's a big thing on, on respect and disrespect. And you know, I think you know it's a it's a kind of a millennial kind of type thing where we have to kind of buy into that and and be able to go out of our way to not just show that we care, but that you know there's a respect level, you know, for each and every associate that we have um, that we're really happy to have them. And how do we how do we kind of show that? So what I want to give you is kind of seven things that I've been thinking about on on how we can show our agents respect and some of the things that you can do in your contact center, I think, to know that will have a direct impact on your culture and a direct impact on on how they're treating um, your customers. So number one is pretty obvious. And some of the stuff is pretty obvious, but we still don't do it, right? And it's it's actually to show interest in your associates as people, right? So how many of you guys, right, whether it's work from home or, or if you're brick and mortar, Really just start the day with a morning meeting talking about stats, what everybody did yesterday, right? Those types of things, which isn't wrong, right? Um, do you ever or have your supervisors ever really just, you know, done a one-on-one with with each rep and ask them about, hey, how's things going at home? You know, how's COVID treating you? Has it affected you guys? How are your kids doing? Right? There's a There's a pretty powerful thing that happens there, right? When you actually care, and it can't be a faked thing, right? That's really have to care. And I think I've done a poor job of that as a leader, getting down to the rep level, right? And I'm going to try to do that a little bit more. Uh, but, you know, scheduling more time with with the supervisors and, and understanding, you know, their plight as well, right? So I think that's a huge piece of where we need to go. And it can't just be about work, especially right now. Right. We need to kind of get more on the down on the emotional level with, with some of our associates and, and some of our employees and make sure that, you know, they understand that we do care. Um, you know, even outside of a monetary or you know, what they do on the phones or, or in their job, but care them, care about them as people. All right. Number two. And you guys know I'm pretty strong about this, but I think it's a huge piece of it. And people make this mistake a lot is, um, if you're going to coach or reprimand someone, you you got to do it privately. If you coach or reprimand someone publicly, they're in, they're instantly going to get defensive, right? And they're going to lose respect for you as a person because you just embarrassed them in front of everyone. Um, so I know sometimes everybody has a different personality as a supervisor. Some some of you guys are really kind of you know, kind of level-headed and cool and can, can talk that through. Other people have more of a – people here call me the champagne bottle, right? Because, like, I can take a lot, take a lot, take a lot, and then all of a sudden I just pop, right? I'm, I'm trying to work on that, um, right? So we all have personalities that we need to, to kind of know. But, you know, if you're going to reprimand somebody, make sure that you're doing this privately in an IM, privately in a video chat. You're not doing it in morning meetings, Right, you're not doing it in in group calls. Um, you're not doing it in Slack channels or a Teams uh, channel or a you know a, a Skype IM to where everybody can see it. Right now, if you want to say something, obviously about the group overall, that's fine. Right, but don't don't pull people out and and, and individualize them with with coaching or or doing something improper or wrong. Right, if you got it, you got to talk to them. Right, if they're not doing something right, but there's just a right way to do it. 
And then number three, the flip side is you got to congratulate publicly, right? And that builds the trust, right? So high QA, monitoring score, somebody did, did uh, they got an email or, or somebody on social media gave a shout out to the customer service team and, and, you know, gave a name, especially when they get specific on a name. We just had this morning, we had an email go to our client about one of our reps and just an awesome job that they did. And it was for a retail toy company that we work with. Um, and so, you know, the first thing, it, it was awesome. Like we're starting to build this culture. So I went on to our general Slack channel, right? Which is the whole company. And I kind of posted the email, gave a shout out to the rep, you know, great job, uh, Nancy. And as I hit enter or to send, the supervisor had already posted it, right? So we had kind of a double post, which is awesome, right? Which means they're getting that point of, of really trying to, congratulate publicly and it's not even to the team it went out to the whole company which was awesome right and so everybody kind of gets feedback and kind of kind of gets to feed off that positive vibe and that positive energy so i think that was that was kind of cool all right number four um we know and if you guys have listened to to me i, I like to do a weekly agent analysis right where we're, we're talking to each rep kind of doing a, a review right of of the week goals those types of things and I think a big piece of that, and and maybe even if it's just outside of even a review, is to talk about advancement with your associates, right? And have that at the grassroots level of your supervisors talking to them. Like, okay, you know, Susie, you're doing great here. There's a couple of management training positions open. If you can get your hours up, you know, by two hours a week, right? Right, which basically just means, you know, if we could just, just eke you up there from your attendance standpoint, you're going to be able to become a management trainee, become a supervisor, be able to move up in the company, right? Having those discussions of, of not just saying your attendance isn't good, right? You need to get your attendance up, but talk about it in terms of where they want to go, right? And, and having a plan for each of your associates so they don't feel like, you know, they're just stuck on the phones forever, right? But there's an actual plan to maybe move to somewhere in the company, maybe move to somewhere. We talked about moving somewhere outside the company as well to another organization, right? Maybe you have college kids that that work in your contact center and you know some of them want to be attorneys and other ones want to work in finance and right, try to help them get to those levels with maybe some of the skills that, that you want them to have as well. So again, I think that that's, that's important to, to talk about advancement with your associates, just even that kind of I, get, I think I think it shows your your interest in them as a person and their their overall development. Um, number five, the one of the biggest things that people make mistakes with and supervisors make mistakes with is having negative meetings. Right? Um, negative meetings normally don't work. Uh, all they do is kind of drag the vibe and the morale of the team down. Now I'm not saying everything is is rainbows and butterflies. Right, but there's a time and a place for it. In a, in a morning meeting or a shift kickoff meeting, those need to be positive. They have to be high energy. Um, they have to be shout outs of positivity, right? Not, hey, we have to work on these monitoring scores. And Ju- Janie, Jim, and Susie, you guys, guys, we got to do better, right? That doesn't work, right? Because again, you're shaming publicly. So be very positive in your meetings, right? Do not have a section where you're you're singling anyone out, right? If you're going to do something, uh, do it as the group, right? But don't individualize negativity. Well, I kind of like that. Neg- individualize negativity because um, that's a mistake. 
Number six is I love to have reps talk about other reps positively, right? So, um, you know, we would do things like we've done it on Facebook where, you know, I said, hey, guys, if we have 200 of you that can post something that you like about Expedia, um, then I'll buy the whole company lunch, right? Something like that. And you can kind of do that individually with teams, right? Hey, pick a pick a team member out or another member of the of the of the group that you're working with and and say something positive about them. You know, who what's something that you've seen that's been really good this week? Right. And that tries to that builds your team camaraderie a little bit and, and gets some some positive vibes going between the agents as well, which then picks up the energy level of the whole team, which is a it's an awesome way to to do things. If you can't even do things from a company wide, you know, do it do it with your small team. Right. It does work and it's pretty cool. And especially with Slack or with the the IMing channels, right? When people get to read that, right, it it I think it means something even a little bit more than than if you're feeling a little uncomfortable doing that, like a face in a face to face. So I think that that's something that you can, you can do. And number seven is something that we're going to do this year. Right. And I've always talked about it, but really haven't done it, but it's having, you know, management office hours. Right. So to make, you know, if you are a, a contact center manager with, with supervisors beneath you, if you are a supervisor, right. To set aside, whether it's 15 minutes, whether it's a half hour a week, whether it's an hour a week, whatever that amount of time is, to where basically, you know, if you were in college and, and it's office hours, right, that you can just walk in and talk to your professor. So same thing here, right, have office hours where reps can come in and, and, and talk to the management team or or talk to the higher ups. And again, does sometimes that can turn into a, a complaint session? Sometimes, right? But sometimes people just want to kind of, hey, talk about what's going on and and they then understand that again you care and i think that's that's really the the gist of everything of all these seven right it's different ways to show that you care about the employees that you care about their well-being that you care that they succeed that you're not you're not harping on the negative right you you're not there to pound them right but really to try to lift them up and and get more kind of my dad would always call it psychic income which i really liked right so you can pay Monetary income, which is still probably more important, but it, but psychic income, right, is is really important as well. So, guys, that's what I got uh, for this week. Again, Paul Jarman from Nice in Contact coming on here in about a, a week and a half. Really excited about that. Make sure that you check out that episode. Um, if any of you can please post a review. Um, we're starting to kind of build those back up. I would really appreciate it. I'd love some shout outs on social media. Um, we really want to try to build the podcast. If this has added any value to you, if you can, you know, shoot this to to one or two of your uh, team members or one or two of your colleagues that that maybe that can find some some value in it as well, I'd I'd really appreciate it. So, again, thank you guys very much, and uh, we'll talk next week.